biggest story the world has ever known. The rise and rise of Bitcoin. 2022. A single chance for the world. A single moment in time. I never knew the story of how did you get in Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I was an e-liquid manufacturer and I wanted, I saw just a little bit of excitement happening online about cryptocurrency as a whole. So I decided I, I downloaded uh, the Exodus wallet and uh, was trying to accept it as a vendor. And I purchased uh, just a couple hundred dollars worth here and there, uh, but it was spread out across, like I had some Bitcoin, I had Litecoin, I had Digibyte, I had something called Aeon, which I'm pretty sure was like a, a fork of XMR, I had some Monero, and uh, I was in a Facebook group that was, it was an anarchist Facebook group, and people had argued about like what their favorite coins were, but eventually someone had just like pushed me towards Bitcoin cash so I remember joining the Bitcoin cashers discord so like the fork had already happened and I joined the discord and I'm, st I'm still kind of skeptical of everything but I realized like you know there's these online merchants where I can actually use this one as money and the other ones not really the case there was a little bit of Bitcoin uh, merchant like online merchant adoption and same with Litecoin but when I went to actually use Bitcoin I don't even think it was to, to buy something I think I was trying to just transfer it over in Exodus to another another currency the fee was like $50 and I was like well as a merchant like yeah I'm not the one that's going to t uh, take the most of this cost but why would anyone want to use this when they're buying something from me so like just over time it ended up being um, like getting more and more funneled into Bitcoin cash just because it was more useful to me than than any of the other currencies and I mean Canadian dollars are great but I remember like a, a couple months later like reading the white paper and going oh okay and something clicked like all the gears came together right and it was like oh like Bitcoin Jason always talks about the why once someone has the why you don't really need to hold their hand anymore and that really felt like the case where I wasn't I went from just watching what everyone in these Facebook groups or what what people online were saying about cryptocurrency and just going like I get it now everything that I had been exposed to for the past six months eight months or something was just people excited to make a little bit more fiat and while I I think that kind of drew me in at the very start I wasn't convinced because I, I wasn't making like a big amounts of money in those couple months like I especially with all the fees and stuff so yeah I think it was just trying to get an advantage inside of a niche market already and then slowly realizing the advantage isn't there if people have to pay ridiculous amounts to use what's the advantage right yeah so were you already a developer when discovering all of this? No. So, I mean, kind of, but not worth uh, a grain of salt, realistically. Like, I participated in a couple hackathons, but nothing that... Like, I didn't know how to communicate what I was taught or what I was doing, and I didn't, I didn't fully understand myself what I was doing. So I knew just enough, and I knew how to Google the right things to make something work. But when it came to sharing that or trying to improve it or optimize it, everything just fell flat. And I remember the, I think it was called the BCH DevCon 3. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. So the very first hackathon, I was trying to do the um, IOZ, a candy machine mimic, and I was using an uh, ESP8266 little microcontroller. Um, you can program them with the Arduino software and didn't really get anywhere with that. The deadline came to submit and the most I could do is I could get the light on the on the microcontroller to blink. 
So cool, an action is happening. You send it a Bitcoin transaction and something's happening, but it didn't, it wasn't what I wanted to happen. So I spent a couple more months outside of the hackathon just trying to make it work. And I eventually got to a point where I, I purchased a 3D printer, uh, also figured out just enough to make like a shell of a candy machine and uh, ended up essentially giving a demo to my sisters and being like, hey, you know, they're very young. Here's a, here's a candy machine that we can have in the house. And uh, my plan was like if I could get them to do some chores around the house I'll give them a little allowance in Bitcoin cash and then they can go and use it on the candy mas candy machine and not get that back and hey, shit gets done but um, I, I moved out not too long after so little here and there but I participated in hackathon since then and every time I felt like I was getting a little uh, more yeah a little more experienced a little better I could communicate uh, with people a little better so I started actually collaborating with people so that first one I did just alone the second one I did with um, a guy named Christian and uh, someone that I know in real life named Nick and we had made a point of sale system for spice tokens which were I think one of the original and most popular SLP tokens on uh, Bitcoin cash and we just set it up so that it was a web page and, and kind of like the bitcoin.com cash register app where you just give a payout address and it shows you the uh, like real-time conversion rates so people just say like oh the price of this thing is you know, 25 Canadian dollars. And then it would show the price in Spice tokens, give you a QR code and you could pay for things that way. That quickly got abandoned. Like as soon as the hackathon was over, people were like, nah, nah, we're not gonna do this anymore. So the very last hackathon that I took part in uh, was uh, Coin Toys. So it was the, uh, I worked with a, a team of people from Texas and the problem statement was like, okay, you have online sex workers who are getting maybe 30% of their overall gross income in their, in their pocket because the, the processors, the websites were taking anywhere from 60 to 70%. And so what if we just had a way that they could bypass all of that? And so using the same kind of Arduino approach, we, we built a little circuit that uh, would activate uh, a vibrator if someone sent a Bitcoin cash transaction to it. And then we were like, okay, well, what if we made you know a threshold like limits do different things so that side of things never quite got completed but we actually got you know a, a working product by the end of the hackathon and that same hackathon was when um, only coins and I think there was another more adult content website that was partaking in the hackathon but it was like very clear to me like there's a use case that solves a problem and uh, even now I'm still trying like I, I am trying to get a hold of those guys again because I don't know much about actual manufacturing like I can do 3d printing stuff but it's all that doesn't scale right so it's all hobbyist level yeah that's still it seems like a very wide open gap in the market to be like okay we can cut out the middleman for all this entirely after the hackathon was done or I guess no even during the hackathon people were like pushing me to get more and more involved in software after we didn't uh, I think we took like fourth place in that hackathon so we didn't get a whole lot of we didn't get any of the overall prize pool of money but we got people donating for uh, to our group just because they thought it was impressive and the more I kind of talked about it the more people were like well you should start a flip starter and I knew what flip starter was but I was like well me pursuing an education in software development doesn't offer returns to anyone else right it's just cool I get to I get to put an extra thing on a resume or whatever the case may be so I was very hesitant I think to to launch the flip starter but I think you pushed me yeah. quite a bit into into getting it going 
And yeah, I remember I talked about it on the podcast and, and I, I think I had set the deadline for two months and in less than a week it was completely funded. So I was like, okay, well I have to go now. It's not like, and, and I outlined in the entire Flipstarter, you can't expect returns on this. You know, I'm, I'll do what I can, but my goal is is to work inside the Bitcoin Cash community and try and make something something uh, cool. Yeah, I did a 13 week boot camp with a, a school called Lighthouse Labs out of Montreal. And within, I think it was within a month after I graduated from that, I got a job at the current company that I'm at, but it's still not in the Bitcoin Cash space. So I think that's the, the, the next goal for me. Pretty cool. Steve, baby. Steve, baby. We're coming for you, Banks. Steve.